you went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. for this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. Kunal, you know, it seems like 2021 is the year of all sorts of revolutions in the world of motorsport. Or or so they expect us to believe. Or so they claim because WEC, well, they've only just announced their new hypercar regulations from 2021. Uh, and Formula One will announce their regulations by October this year. Well, I think I need to dedicate this song to our wonderful motorsport community. <laughs> you know, they are literally selling us 2021. And uh, I also believe that WEC has had a jump on Formula One when it comes to announcing these regulations. And uh, let's just hope that uh, 2021 is actually a better year because at the moment, it doesn't seem like 2020 is going to be any different for Formula One fans. Fingers crossed, guys. Yes. And the, the truth is that uh, this whole wait till October has been asked for by Red Bull Racing. And they said that if Formula One announces regulations earlier, Mercedes and Ferrari may just have a jump on the rest of the teams given their budgets and resources. Now, can you imagine if Red Bull Racing feels this way? What, you know, the midfield teams like Renault and Haas and Racing Point and everyone else probably feel like. My, My God. Like, maybe October could be too late for them. <laughs> and come to think of it, 2021 is when Formula One is expected to level the playing field, you know, regulations-wise and money-wise. Yeah, I mean, like I've, you know, like we've said before, it seems like Formula One is overselling the 2021 Formula One season to all of us. Although the one good point that has come out in the last few weeks is that Porsche has built a Formula One engine for 2021. The one year you're going to hear multiple times over on this episode and all the way till we actually reach 1st of January 2021. Yeah, and I also have to ask that, you know, if a level playing field is expected in 2021, why the <laughs> hell is Red Bull Racing afraid of Ferrari and Mercedes? Well, this is just a question on all our minds and here's hoping that we actually have a revolution and not, not some sort of evolution in 2021. But in this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast, apart from the word 2021, we actually discuss five headlines that you may still read in the world of Formula One come 2021. <laughs> and guys, we discussed three ways that Mercedes could actually increase their greatness as a team in Formula One. We talk of the failed talks between Ferrari, Chrysler and Renault and a new initiative that's been announced by the FIA called Motorsport Games. And if young drivers should actually listen to Jacques Wilner's advice of doing something other than racing. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, Audioboom and Google Podcasts for your weekly dose of Formula One humour. Awesome. So, Kunal, let's still continue talking about 2021. Uh, you know what? Let's discuss the five headlines that could still be in Formula One come 2021. 
Okay, let me go first. Uh, one of the first headlines we will uh, read about here about in 2021 is that Formula One is still struggling to shrug off Mercedes's dominance. Yeah, and you know Mercedes and Hamilton they'll be winning their what eighth Formula One World Championship or whatever you know a huge number. <laughs> Ferrari would have appointed their seventh team principal in eight months or whatever you know. Uh, quite unlikely. Sebastian Vettel goes one full season without spinning. Well, that's actually interesting. And uh, we could also have something like Charles Leclerc is yet to claim a win with Ferrari. I mean, that is simply weird and late, but let's hope that's actually not yeah. a headline. But, but wait, I have a better one. Kimi Raikkonen is still Ferrari's last Formula One world champion <laughs> in 2021. Nico Hulkenberg is yet to step onto the Formula One podium. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo and Renault believe that 2023 is when they will finally challenge Mercedes. And there will still be talks of Chase Carey being replaced and, you know, Toto Wolff would be discussed as the most potential candidate. Yeah, or Christian Horner. <laughs> or maybe we'll also be wondering about Fernando Alonso coming back. <laughs> or Zach Brown. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Actually, I think it should be Christian Horner uh, come 2021 because Kunal, he pulled off the unimaginable already. He got Bernie Ecclestone and Helmut Marko in Spice Girls t-shirts at the recent uh, Spice Girls reunion. That is some crazy amount of clout. That is some really crazy amount of clout. And I, want, I wonder what uh, Toto Wolf's uh, political uh, uh, campaign would then be. Because, you know, Christian Honos pretty much pulled up <laughs> two very popular and powerful figures. But I think it's time to move on from the 21, 2021 topic. And I will speak about a topic that Formula 1 fans are yet to move on from the Hamilton Vettel or the Vettel Hamilton episode from Canada. Now, I know that most of you hopefully have read my column and know my views on what happened. But I must state that Formula One's official positioning isn't something we should fall for. If you see their official headlines and communication after the controversial judgment, they've actually gone out to support the FIA in their decision making. And that's only obvious, but that's not necessarily the truth. Yeah, could I let me put it this way. Uh, Martin Brunel's tweet is the best way to settle this mess. Uh, he said that he didn't give a damn about steering angles. <laughs> Are you actually sure that those were his exact words? Because I remember reading the tweet. <laughs> no, I'm just playing Stuart on our podcast because, you know, we have some pretty young listeners listening in. <laughs> but anyway, back to Martin Brundle. He said that he didn't give a damn about the slow-mo steering angles. And instead, he wants Formula One drivers to be like gladiators battling with their gloves off. That's something Christian Horner said as well. He said modern day gladiators on chariots or something. So I don't know if they all know the meaning of the word gladiator <laughs> because they're just throwing it around like, you know, maybe it's going to be in the 2021 regulations for all, you know. <laughs> teams drivers to, must fight as gladiators or, do. Or teams to have at least three gladiators at their service or per, per <laughs> yeah, weekend. We should move on. We should move on. In <laughs> fact, you know, I have a very interesting observation that I came across on Twitter. Uh, most awesome racing venues and hint, hint, Formula One presenters start with the alphabet M. <laughs> and of course, I'm going to start this list by naming myself, me, myself, Mithila. And you know what, Kunal, for good measure, my last name also starts with an M. Well, I'm, I was wondering that, you know, given that we were talking of Martin Brundle, maybe that was the name that's going to come oh, out. No. But I agree. I have two M's. He only has one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I, I must agree. I, I've had two co-hosts on this episode <laughs> since the first day. And Missila is by far like world class. She's probably better than me as well sometimes in hosting the Inside Line F1 podcast. So thank you so much for listening, guys. You're welcome. Uh, but <laughs> you make it worth it to show up every week, Kunal. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> and okay. our listeners, guys, I love you all. <laughs> 
I am going to pick the venues that start with M. There is Monza, there's Magni Corps, there is Melbourne, there's Monaco. Monaco? You really think? Well, yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, the glamour of Monaco is still unparalleled. Yeah, I'm going to also add Malaysia to the list. You know, the venue of my first ever Formula One race. And I would say the Marina Bay Circuit in Singapore as well. Yeah. Yes. So... Moving on, I'm, I'm going to talk of Helmut Marco because the other one starting from him, of course, it's just <laughs> his last name. But he's made some really controversial statements against another M starting team called Mercedes. And this was after the Canadian Grand Prix. Yeah, uh, Marco said that Mercedes have been the preferred team in Formula One. And the others like Ferrari and Red Bull Racing are being treated like stepchildren. Well, you know, there's little uh, way to actually prove Marco's claims. But uh, it does seem that Mercedes have a jump over all other teams on track and politically in the world of Formula One. But that's how it's always been in Formula One. It literally depends if you are the favored one and if that's when you actually end up complaining. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Crucially, so Mr. Marco, you should have probably timed your comments back in 2010 until 2013 is what I believe. But I am a little bit upset with Red Bull Racing because I am told that the raft race in Canada did not happen this year because Red Bull Racing, who actually provides all the teams with equipment, didn't make provisions for it this year. My God. So basically, Mercedes is controlling Formula One and Red Bull Racing is controlling Formula One's raft race. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, Jacques Villeneuve has given some pretty interesting dra- advice to the young and budding Formula One racers. And the advice is, do something else. And it actually just wasn't him because Lewis Hamilton piled onto young drivers in Formula One a few days ago as well. Yeah, Villeneuve said that the young drivers of the recent times are barely recognized as stars by the fans. Uh, There could be some truth to that though, Kunal. And, you know, this is where the whole hero creation and hero worship comes in and Formula One will build the younger drivers through their broadcast over the season. So in in the time to come, you know, there will be newer heroes to cheer on for. You know, like for example, Lando Norris. Like there's always talk of how well he's done and he's doing on debut. And then there's talk of uh, Alexander Albon. Yeah, George Russell though is pardoned because everyone just blames the Williams car. (laughs) And then we have the likes of Danny Kivat. Almost no one is talking of the good drives that he has put on this season. Come on, Kunal, of course. He's not British. (laughs) Now you're being like Helmut Marco, I must say. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I loved Lando Norris's comeback to uh, Lewis Hamilton on this whole young drivers have it easy conversation. Uh, Norris said that Hamilton can actually ask Mercedes to remove his power steering if he just wants to make things a little more difficult. And I wonder if that could be Mercedes's next ploy to, you know, increase their greatness as a team in Formula One. I mean, let's remember, they are trying to catch up on decades of racing and winning and dominance that they have lost on upon. Lost upon. Oh, Kunal, I'm just so tempted to make another list again. I think my uh, all our listeners are going to shoot me. But oh, here goes. Kunal, three audacious things that Mercedes could do to make things difficult for them this season. You mean, you know, th- could, three audacious things, firstly, and could do to make sure that they come out as even greater team this season. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, I mean. Okay. Uh, Since it's audacious, uh, it could be that Mercedes could try and win a race this season with just three wheels on their wagon. No, that's exactly (laughs) not what I was going for. But maybe Mercedes could take over Ferrari's race management and then, you know, help them win a race. Just for good measure. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe they could try and win a race with Ferrari's management. Even more difficult. (laughs) And then Lewis Hamilton will come out praising Ferrari even more so. Yes. 
and uh, they could deploy driverless cars just to prove that it is actually their car that's doing all the winning irrespective of its drivers oh no that'll piss off lewis hamilton and all his million plus <laughs> fans <laughs> by the way uh, hamilton has said that formula 1 needs to level its playing field uh, and a few days ago hamilton halkenberg and their uh, gropri drivers association boss alexander woods they were invited to discussions kunal on the future of the sport along with the fia the team representatives and other stakeholders well it is definitely heartening to see that the drivers are being involved by the sport and uh, but back to the whole young driver talk sharks willno said that max verstappen would be the only young driver standing come whatever in the future and uh, you know when max verstappen was asked which drivers have impressed him the most in 2019 he said lewis hamilton and valtteri bottas very honest thank god he isn't a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> well that's a quality you really need to be a multiple times world champion but Anyway, Max is maturing, you know, all all the talk that we keep hearing time and again. Yeah. But Kunal, what do you think? Like, you know, if you were a young driver, would you actually pay attention to Jacques Villeneuve's advice? Well, I must say that motorsport is damn bloody expensive and it takes a lot more than just pure talent to make it to the top. So, guys, you should go chasing your dreams, but do keep a strong backup option. And when I say strong backup, I don't—I just don't mean an alternative career. I could also mean an alternative series to go racing in, if not Formula One, because you have series like Formula E, you have the WEC, you have the DTMs, and they—they pay certainly well, you know, if you're a talented driver. And uh, of course, at least at the moment, r- younger drivers seem to be more in demand in Formula One. So. There's good chance that nobody's going to pay heed to either Jacques or my advice. Yeah, Formula One's young drivers Charles Leclerc and Antonio Giovinazzi, uh, they were at the MotoGP race a few days ago, and uh, Leclerc said that he wants to test a MotoGP bike, and it turns out that Giovinazzi already has. It's and and you know, MotoGP just ended a few hours ago before recording this podcast, and we know what Jorge Lorenzo did. Yeah, guys, give him a break. We've heard a lot of comparisons between him and Pastor Maldonado, and you all know, just like we do, that that's a bit over the top. Yeah, and Kunal, it's so funny because it feels like Formula One drivers are always under some sort of pressure to say that oh, they're keen on testing a MotoGP bike, and MotoGP riders they're always under pressure to admit that they're eager to test a Formula One car. <laughs> so basically, it never ends. Well, one more point on the young drivers. Driver named Lance Stroll. He is soon gonna be. uh you know finishing or starting his 50th formula 1 race and there's a good chance that he started half of these from like the bottom 5 and uh yeah i think that gives me a headline for 2021 <laughs> lance stroll looking to work even harder to avoid q1 eliminations <laughs> poor guy well you know stroll did an ice hockey promotion during the race in canada and he actually scored a goal Good for him. Kunal will the Strolls now go and buy an ice hockey team next season and make Lance Stroll the team striker, captain, defender, team manager. Well, where did the team manager bit come from? I don't know. I just got a feeling that he might get into managing Racing Point <laughs> sooner than later. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'm not going to make any comments on what Otmar and his team should be feeling at Racing Point. <laughs> But on to closing notes. It's time to wrap up. Yeah, interesting news. Uh, Roman Grosjean foiled a robbery attempt at his house. Thank God everyone is safe. You know, Roman Grosjean just needs a massive change of luck, and this is something we. and everyone has been repeating pretty much every possible season and let's really hope that his home grand prix brings about some change of fortunes for the frenchman 
It will be Renault's home Grand Prix too. Uh, by the way, we spoke about this before. Fiat Chrysler backed out of a deal with Renault. If Formula One results are anything to go by, we know exactly why that happened. <laughs> Can you imagine Daniel Ricciardo and Nico Hulkenberg's delight? Like when it was first reported that these two auto giants, you know, were in discussion, they would have probably dreamed of a Ferrari power unit in the back of their Renault, at least for a few nights. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is the same engine that Mercedes claims they have no answer to. <laughs> By the way, for all of you Netflix fans, uh, there's a new movie called Murder Mystery. And in this movie, they have a halo-clad McLaren car winning the Monaco Grand Prix. Well, at least in some universe, there is a McLaren winning and by the way, McLaren might actually be tempted to enter the 2020 WEC thanks to the hypercar regulations. But one good news that we don't need to wait for is that of the Olympic-styled motorsport games. Uh, the FIA announced this a few days ago. These games could be held in Rome and they'd probably be Olympic-style, you know, basically country versus country. Well, hold your horses, guys. You know, we doubt that Great Britain will win everything because the motorsport games would be held across sort of entry-level classes like karting and drifting and Formula 4. But I, I agree that it's a great step towards a possible integration you know, with the Olympics and participation there. Uh, and I remember we actually did an episode a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, that said that if uh, motorsport does make it to the Olympics, it could be the quadruple crown of motorsport, if that ever happens. It's such a coincidence that we're talking about the crowns of motorsport on the weekend of the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Uh, congratulations to Fernando Alonso, Sebastian Buemi. And Kazuki Nakajima, they've also won the Le Mans back-to-back. -back. And Ferrari won the GT classes, just by the way. And uh, I think it's high time that the race strategists from Ferrari's Le Mans operations are promoted directly to Formula 1 come the French Grand Prix next weekend. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We were a little few days late uh, last week. But we will be back uh, a few days before the French Grand Prix because we will also have the moments in time from Lucien for you. Adios. Adios. Bodega, 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 Alpha and Omega. <clears throat> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. So wing about a serving platter. Hey, hey Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh yeah. Let's see. Uh, you could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That one. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled by Mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.